Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Card is Going to the Change. That's right, AIW's very own podcast. And my name is Alex Worldwide Keller, and I just want to tell you all about one of our great sponsors. That's right, Pollyanna DIY, PollyannaDIY.com, at PollyannaDIY on Twitter, Instagram, and etc. And what Pollyanna DIY has to offer you, they have excellent original wrestling enamel pins, shirts, including the Extreme Roots 91 t-shirt, Checking my hair right now. I have some medium roots. Take care of that in a bit. That's right. They have it all. And wrestling promoters and wrestlers, if you're looking to get into the enamel pin game or t-shirts, Pollyanna DIY wants to hook it up. Now let's take it to the show. The reason you hit download, the card is going to change. Once again, everybody, thanks for listening to AIW's The Card is Going to Change. Before we get into this week's episode, as always, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors that help us bring the show to you for free each and every week. Firstly, thanks to Angelo's Pizza. They're feeding us here as they always do while we record, and they, of course, bring pizza to you at our live events at Mount Carmel. If you want to try more of their pizza or anything else on their menu, it's all delicious. Head to Angelo's on Madison Avenue in Lakewood, Ohio. And thanks to Smart Mark Video, they record all of our live events. And if you want to relive any of those or watch them for the first time, you can purchase that on DVD or digital download from smartmarkvideo.com. And additionally, head to powerbomb.tv, sign up using the code ABSOLUTE, and you will get a 20-day trial for free. And then stick around and just keep watching the shows that we put out there from the AIW archives. And as always, thanks to Jack Prince, who helps take care of all of our printing and graphic design needs. They can do all of that and more for you, whether it be banners, t-shirts, business cards, flyers, everything and anything. For all that they have to offer, head to jackprince.com. J-A-K-Prince.com. Ah, yes. That voice right there making his triumphant return. I'm back. To the AIW podcast. None other than bartender slash father, Nick Sanka. That makes it sound like a spoiler alert. Person. Yeah, are you are, are you off maternity leave yet? Yeah, it's my first day it's back. Paternity leave when you're a dad with a that's six up. months in. I finally got out of the house. Look at you. Yeah, a little. I won't. I won't say your child's name over the podcast. But six uh six month birthday. What do you call that? Half birthday. Whatever. Yes, sir. Wow. Just the other day, a couple weeks ago. My goodness. Also joining us on this podcast, uh, the Duke is here. What's up? And uh, I don't have any babies or anything like yeah. that. Do so. we call him the, the Duke or do we call him by... Uh, no, let's stick with the stick with the Duke. What was the former name? <laughs> what's, what's the old name? Uh, Boner Pete. <laughs> not, yeah, no, Boner Pete. Not, not Boner Powder. Not Boner Powder Pete. Yeah. PC Lover. Oh, PC know. Lover? All right, that's fine. Yeah. I didn't know. Maybe we should call him PC Lover for this episode. Uh, also, we have, as always, AIW owner John Thorne. My name is Steve Guy. I'm your moderator of sorts. couple OGs uh, on the panel tonight. Yeah, we've got, uh, we've got some people who will be chiming in more than likely from afar, but the OGs, as Nick Senka says, because on this episode, John Thorne put out essentially the bat signal. And boy, did you all respond. Uh, AIW's worst moments. Well, this was actually Nick Sanka's idea today. Ah. Why, Nick Sanka? Well, I texted Thorne while I was at work, and I said, when are you guys podcasting next? I want to get on the panel, because <laughs> I don't want to hear Dr. Dan anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so to you, that was one of you the You don't AIW's subscribe to the, to the three, uh, three letters? No, I don't. No? All right. Good man. And was I'm that one of AIW's worst his moments? His voice isn't very Dan? audible either. Who do you like better on the uh, podcast, Duke or Dr. Dan? Oh, Duke, for sure. <laughs> it's bartender Nick Sanka right there, ladies and gentlemen. It's, Duke gets at least one more rating than Dr. Dan. Five-star review it. Yeah. Nick Sanka, did you five-star review yet? I don't. I, I use the 
little Google thing when you Google it and just pops right up. Oh, no. like the actual website. Yeah. Ah, very good. Well, Nick Seng is on here because he's been around really since the beginning. Since day one. Dude, you were at the first a- show, weren't you? I was. I was at a few of the, your shows. What did you guys run before? What was your uh, 21st birthday party? Oh, that was CCW. Yeah, I was at that one. I think that was the first one. And you went to some EFW shows at Roller World, too. Didn't yeah, that you? was like when I was like 12. <laughs> and I didn't, we weren't even friends then. Yeah, that's crazy. So you said day one. And I think that's a perfect segue to start with. Because this was mentioned by multiple people. Absolution day one. When you guys hear that, what does that mean? Oh, uh, it means a very bad day. <laughs> Absolution number one, day one. Yeah. At that. Okay. Yeah. Okay, first of all, that's something that nowadays you don't hear. I mean, we're upon absolution, but you don't hear multiple days. Why would you say absolution day one? What's happening there? Because back in the day, they used to run absolution on Sunday, which I think stopped after seven or eight, maybe. I don't remember. And I mean, obviously, oh, I mean, correct well, me if I'm wrong, but I think the grand plan of absolution was because they had run shows for a year or whatever, and they wanted to have this big show, and it was going to be, and I know you've mentioned it before, it was going to be Dusty and Jerry Lawler. Jerry Lawler in the main event. And so they wanted to try to tie it into like some weekend, kind of like what they do now with Jay Lit, where they wanted to have this weekend event. And it didn't really pan out that way, but we had, because we, neither Dusty Rhodes or Jerry Waller showed up. And I uh, booked? No. It well, was, we, they tried. I mean, they tried. It was, it was attempted, but yeah, I mean, okay. uh, Kamala the, was booked. The, the, the portfolio wasn't really humming like it is these days. No, back uh, then. yeah. You know, to, uh, I think I'm 22 at this point. Okay. You know? Uh, the, the collective age in AIW is like, uh, the Duke would probably bump the average up yeah, to 24. Yeah, I'm always, I'm always busting that bell curve. Yeah, <laughs> He would bump the average up to 24 at the oldest. Uh, that's, uh, you know, like, it, it's uh, everyone was uh, probably way, way, way too young to be uh, doing <laughs> doing what, what we, attempting to do what we wanted to do. Sure. Uh, and we failed miserably at it. Uh, Absolution Day 1 was, I talked about it, I don't know, podcasts ago, but... Uh, like Duke said, we wanted to bring Jerry Lawler and Dusty Rhodes in, and the first day was going to be like Q and A session and like a seminar, and uh, you know, and also mix in matches with you know other local talents and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that all falls through. Uh, all uh, the local talent showed up, though. <laughs> however, uh, uh, we still had the date booked uh, at the venue. Okay, so. It turns into like the AI Absolution Day One turns into the AIW tryout show, and I think it's like basically, I don't know if it was basically free. Basically, everybody, yeah, it was. I think it was free, and like I said, all the local talent that was booked showed up. So it's just like somebody turned into matchmaker, and it was like it's okay, all. it's it's a you it's an and awful you, day. you and you and you and you and you and you have a match, and it, it almost became. Like a like a Roman Colosseum type thing where all of the guys actual that, roster members yeah all the guys that had already had matches on Absolution and were already on the roster uh-huh. sat around the ring and we had a live microphone that was over the over the PA and we just basically just had people wrestle for our amusement and it was just have terrible. any of those people made it in wrestling to some degree yeah Michael Tarver he joined right. the Nexus yeah. yeah. That's probably Tyrone it. Evans. Yeah, Michael Tarver. Yeah, it was. He was there. Uh, that's probably. I mean, that's probably the the only one. Uh, Dave the Potato reminded me that if anybody could track down a physical copy of Absolution One on DVD, that there are Easter eggs of this event hidden inside of the DVD. Like you'll see a little logo I pop up. I know I have it. Yeah, uh, you'll see a logo pop up, and if you hit the enter button, it will take you to like hidden. Like hidden content from this show. It was taped. That is very true. It was taped. I don't know what I, uh, you know. Those tapes are probably long gone at this point. But uh, you know the the things that I remember from it are uh, Super Oprah was on the show and she gave birth to a live human in the middle of the ring. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, these two guys wrestled and uh, it was so bad that 
uh, the alarm was hit, and uh, myself, Vincent Nothing, and uh, Christian Faith came out and beat the shit out of him for real. It was, yeah. Was it Vince that literally almost killed the guy with a chair? Yeah. Was it TV? TV? Thomas Von Erich? Yeah. And a guy that was dressed like Michael Myers. <laughs> yeah. He, he almost killed. It was so brutal. Yeah. I do remember that. Uh, yeah. So uh, I don't, it, it's just an overall awful, awful experience. It was uh, an idea that went awry. And, uh, you know, this is one of the few AIW events, qu- like in quotes, that uh, was never released on, on video, rightfully so. Except for the Easter eggs. The Easter eggs, yeah, that's it. And uh, God knows who can, you know, find a copy of Absolution 1 on DVD. I've got it. I'll check it out. Yeah. So uh, you say it's one of the few that has not been released on video. Another show that didn't make it to video that people really want us to talk about. Uh, only the people that were there because they're the only ones that know what happened. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's fair. The six fans didn't actually. I'm not sure if they're still alive. You know, we joke and uh, talk about the AIW territory. At one point, the territory expanded to Michigan. We had we had quite a presence in Michigan for a, for a little while. We ran we ran three shows up in Michigan. What area? Like Detroit? Taylor? Taylor. Yeah, right outside, about ten minutes south of Detroit, is a city called Taylor, and they've actually got a couple of wrestling companies there okay and i don't even know how the hell oh how we, we got hooked up there well but. how we how we got hooked up there is uh when wrestlemania 23 was in detroit we decided to run wrestlemania weekend right and it was just we just went and you, found, you we went, went after them we, yeah we oh, went okay we okay. went the taylor michigan shows were were decent shows though the first so you were there nick zanka oh is that all the first Boy, taylor he, show nick, nick zanka was actually on the street team for it yeah <laughs> him and chandler biggins would would go around eight mile hanging up posters the we first, did the first <laughs> liquor show. store gun store oh, strip club there liquor you store, go gun <laughs> store strip club. you get you guys put you couldn't even get into half those places at that time no but we did go up there a few times on our own just it's flyer yeah, the, the first show was WrestleMania weekend. It was the draw, quote unquote, was Jake the Snake, who was still battling his demons at the time. So he was a bit of a washout. But the show was pretty good. Second show was the Honky Tonk Man. No, the second show was this show. I thought the second show was Honky Tonk Man. No, the last one. Oh, and then, I mean, we had a bar that sponsored us and had after parties, sent party buses to our hotel to pick us up. Totally off topic. The the guy that set that up yeah. from that bar. Cecil's. Cecil's, that's it. I wasn't allowed in that bar. Yeah, you weren't allowed in. <laughs> Me and Chima. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you DJZ weren't allowed in. <laughs> uh, that the guy the manager just hit me up on Facebook like two weeks ago. Holy say, shit. Saying he's been following AIW ever since. Dude, that was that that after party was one of the best after parties we've ever had. The first the first who was the guy? Elix Skipper was on the show. Fucking coolest dude you could imagine. He was so nice. Matt Morgan was on the one show. All he did was smoke cigarettes all the time and Hawk was miserable. Loogies. Yeah, he was a prick. Hawking loogies on people. Yeah, and uh, but those sh- those after parties were great. The shows are great. But then I guess apparently a fan must have been at the first show. Yeah. Okay. So so what happens here Hold on a is second. I disagree. With the after parties being that good, because I had some pretty successful. You weren't allowed in. I was at the hotel he, with the he, Hooters staff. He, he made his yeah, own after party with the I Hooters staff. That, but the, the whole thing, dude. There, we so we got we got, we got rides. We got limo rides to and from the Nick's, bar. Back Nick's eighteen-year-old Hooters. Nick Sanka. Nick Sanka invented the after after party. Yes, because him go. and Shima couldn't get in. And right. I invited a guy named Taco. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Sounds that sounds like a smart move. Yeah, Taco. Taco got his wallet stolen. So anyway, the fan. Oh, yeah. So uh, the WrestleMania weekend show goes pretty well. It draws like, I don't know, like four or 500 people. Very successful. Uh, this wow. bar, we hook up with this bar. Uh, they want us to come back to Michigan. They, they give us money and stuff. But also, there's this fan there. There's a local guy in Michigan named Doug. And... Uh, Doug, I don't know how we how we come into contact with Doug, but somehow we're in contact with Doug, and Doug works with the Taylor, Michigan chapter of the JCs, like whatever that community group is. The JCs, you know what I mean? Like J A. Yeah, there's a bunch of them, but yeah, yeah. they're like in every city. Yeah. Uh, and he, that? we don't know what that stands for. It's like J A J A Y C E E. I mean, it's, it's like it's in every community. I don't know what it is okay. though. It's some kind of you know, it's like an Elks Lodge or something. Oh, okay. Uh, right. But like you know, they do like you know, 
charitable events and stuff like that. Sure. So this guy contacts us and he wants to do a JC's benefit and uh, it's a you know it's a bot show. You know they're gonna give us at a high school at a local high school. Yeah, and they're gonna give us money and then. You know, obviously, as we talked about, this bar really wants to roll out the red carpet again. Uh, this bar, by the way, is uh, if you listen to the last Chandler Biggins podcast ever with Tom Dunn, this is the bar that caused the heat between Chandler and Tom Dunn because this is where he got this manager that we just talked about to ID Tom Dunn and find out exactly what his age was. <laughs> <laughs> that makes total sense. But uh, anyway, we we go back, uh, we go up there, and uh, we have a bot show. And uh, this Doug guy is responsible for promoting it. We just are supposed to show up and set up and, you know, everything's going to be all good. Okay. Uh, His only stipulation is we book uh, a Doink the Clown and a Nacho Libre impersonator. (laughs) Jack Black? No, I mean, it was a a tag team in Michigan that we had to book and they had a team... But then they also did. They, 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 they also did this. They, they, oh, okay. they Charles righted it, if you so will. So he he wanted you specifically to book that team. Yeah. doing that. Okay. Right. All right. Right. And how did that go? Um, we walked in. There was no one there when we got there. Uh, we set the ring up. There was still no one there. Well, I mean, you know, no one's going to be there when we're setting up. But, you know. uh, you're, well, you're, you're not letting me continually say there's no one there as the day progresses. <laughs> you know, we get to we're, we're talking about matches. There's no one there. Because yeah, uh, my, my memory is kind of fuzzy on this. I remember like the highlights, but I don't remember. There the was they had chairs set up. I think there was there couldn't have been more Shit than a ton of bleachers. There couldn't have been more I than no bikes. Well, because it was. a Yeah, it was a high school gym. There could have been more than 10 people there. We have like show. a we go, we go in though with legitimate yeah we're advertised card. There's flyers. There's things online. I wish that like I had access to MySpace to find all. And this we shit. in the back in the back. I know you and I had this conversation, and maybe other people. We're like, what do we do? Should we just pull the plug? Should we just shut it down and just go? And we're like, everybody's here. Everybody came up. Yeah, because like I was it, like I, I was somewhat embarrassed of. The whole situation. Yeah. Uh, because here, you know, we're coming in and we're thinking, you know, we're getting treated like kings. And, uh, you know, we're, this, we're, we're just walking into this payday and it's going to be, a, you know, a nice fun time. Like I said, we're all, you know, we're all young at this point, uh, you know, 22 years old probably still uh, at this at this time. So 19. Yeah, he's just Nick Sanka's 19. <laughs> not uh, even able to be bartender him, Nick Sanka. Him and DJZ not allowed in any of those It was bars. Car Parker Nick Sanka at that point. <laughs> and uh, hang around or Nick Sanka. And uh, so uh, I'm like, what, like looking at this, like this fucking Doug guy, you know, like what the fuck, Doug? You know, and, that was uh, that was pretty much the other part of the conversation was, and he kept coming back. He's like, I don't know what happened. I'm sorry. And finally, I think. So, you or somebody broke him down like verbally, and he like admitted that he did like no work and didn't do anything to yeah, promote the show. It's probably me because I was fucking pissed. And so in the back, all of us are just like I was, and I was especially angry in these days. Off topic, Doug was a hell of a fucking rollerblader. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> he used to rip around all that. the shows with his K twos. But he, I before, <laughs> before, before before we go on that rollerblading thing uh, at Absolution. Three, which will that'll be another thing that we have to discuss on this. Uh, Chandler texts me, I think maybe, and he goes, "This fucking Doug Michigan guy is down here, and he's fucking rollerblading around when we're setting up the ring. I don't know where the fuck he came from. He won't get off his fucking rollerblades." Do you remember that? And this was after this is it. Yeah, the show. he actually had the balls to show his face again. Not only his at face, one of our shows. Not only his face, he showed up on rollerblades. <laughs> Like well, the whole night, in case you guys were still pissed, he had to make a quick escape. Oh, I was pissed. So all of us in the swerves. all of us in the back are just like he's doing fucking toe tips or whatever. We're, we're just like grinds. he was on the inner circle of the skate park, reverse porn stars on the fucking rails. <laughs> yeah, yeah he was like, rollerblading the fuck out of mulberries in the yeah. flats. We're just like fuck it, let's go, 
Let's go have a show. Let's just fucking be ridiculous. I was, I was against this. I just yeah. want. I, I just want. He to say wanted. It. He wanted us to just pull the plug and get out of there because it was, was like let's just let's just tear the ring down. Let's leave early. We've already got hotel rooms. We've already got everybody came up here. Let's just go have fun. And everyone in the back is just like, no, man, fuck it. We're here. I, let's just fucking let's do a show for us. And let's was, just fuck around. It wasn't for and, me. I want to say that. Yeah. I think it was Doink the Clown that honest, honestly said. It no, might have been. There's people that paid. We got to go out. Well, that that's a different angle. That's yeah. that's, that's the, the show must go on angle that yeah. none of us had. Right. We were all just like, let's just fucking go be stupid and have fun. You guys are early on in the career. So and my, give a shit and, about I, and I just want, and I just want to say that my, uh, my like motto in life was to never have Doink the Clown on an AW show. <laughs> and there he was walking around with a super soaker backstage. But, well, yeah, that was yeah. But the 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 best part, or not? I don't know. It was the best part. Well, you want to talk about your match that you had, bartender yeah, Nick Sanka? Yeah. Well, of course you wrestled. Talk about it. I had a bag full of uh, hockey gear. And okay. I, my character was uh, Jimmy the Puck. <laughs> did you just come up with this, or did you show up with a gimmick in mind? I think I, I think I just you just came my, prepared, huh? Yeah, I just came prepared. Probably had I, hockey stuff in your car. Supposed to have their bag, right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I just had it with me. Um, I was managed by Pedro, and I wrestled Chandler Biggins, who was managed by DJ Z. What was the stipulation? <laughs> and it was it was a first to hundred kendo stick shots. <laughs> <laughs> that was the stipulation of the match. How long did this take? Well, I don't think we got there. There was there was live commentary and there was a count going on and they were big fighting up and down the bleachers. Hold on, before we even continue this, did Pedro come out like shirtless with just like a bow tie on or something? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Probably. <laughs> so it was a fucking weird. I, this is like this is my worst nightmare of wrestling. So, Biggins cut that stipulation very short because I was hitting him too stiff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it went down to fifty, I think, during the match. I think did it? Didn't you guys do a big bleacher? Yeah, we yeah, they went up and down, up and down the up, bleachers. No, I went down all of them. I oh, I mean, you walked up them. We walked up them, yeah. and I took a tumble down every empty. Well, bleacher. You didn't think Biggins was going to do that, did you? No, <laughs> but I took a tumble down every single empty bleacher to the bottom. And um, our match ended with actually Tom Dunn pinning. Me, I that think. That makes sense. That makes total sense. So the referee Somehow won the match you? for this show. Yeah. But the and, pinning wasn't... And Steve Guy. The win was supposed to be about how many times he got hit. I told you. The stipulation it was, went to the wayside. Steve, 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 Steve Biggins called an audible. It's a, <laughs> it's, it's a fluid experience. It's yeah. a fluid show. Right. You missed out because our ring announcer at the time, who was not you... No. Uh, or Pedro, apparently. Became our no, champion. This is when Pedro was just ring. Yeah, Pedro king, was just yeah. king of the ring crew, Pedro. Yeah. Our ring announcer won our won the absolute title that day. Uh, <laughs> this, 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 show, this show is not canon. No, it is not. It is not. But he he beat literally every member of the roster with some I, sort of WWE finisher. And I thought it was just, like a hip toss. Yeah, I think hip he, toss. Have, no, it was. He gave me a stunner. He gave somebody a rock. He was just people would slide in and t- t- take a spot. There was a lot of hip tosses. Yeah, well, there was, was, was a Roby, lot of hip tosses. Roby there? Yeah, yeah, Roby was there. He was the one that was calling all the hip tosses. Yes, yeah, but you would just slide in and take a spot and slide in. I mean, it was yeah, it, it was it was ridiculous. But it was a, it was fun in, in hindsight, you know. But Thorn, did you wrestle on that show? I don't think I did. I think I refused. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like you were probably too pissed off. Do you remember DJ Z eating like a box of Captain Crunch? Yeah, walking around the ring. Yeah, I remember that. And then I remember uh, fabulous John McChesney coming out with a stripper who may or may not have uh, been sexualized at the Taylor Michigan show the the time before. Oh, they were. They were from the Landing Strip, I believe. Yeah, but it was the same. And that's legitimately the name of the place. It was the same stripper who got banged in the bathroom backstage and. It smelled very bad, and uh, that girl came back to. She had a yeah, friend before, too. before or after that situation, did it smell very bad? At, well, no, this Worse. is the show before this happened. Worse after, yeah, but it's no, but I mean the bathroom. It smelled oh. bad when she went in. Or Worse smelled- after. Oh, at worst after, it was, right. bad. It was bad. She definitely had a yeast infection, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so there's just all kinds of fucking weird shit going on. Doink the clowns out there with this fucking super soaker. Russell and Nacho Libre, yes, doing fucking doink the clown gags. Uh, I don't remember a lot of else what happened. I just I just remember the the Chuck Roberts thing with everybody doing the finishers. I remember Nick and I. I think it was or was it Hayes? I think it might have been Hayes and I wrestled 
Jerry as JT Fuck and Patrick Hayes as somebody else. <laughs> well, I, I know. I don't want to get into that, but I fought him in a Taco Bell parking lot one time. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? Alex Worldwide Keller here to tell you all about at Thrift Store Jobber, Instagram, Etsy, eBay, and etc. And let us not forget. Oh, it's a doozy. Big Cartel. He's got a store thriftstorejobber.bigcartel.com where you can check out all of his wares and available at Absolution this year. He's got a new one. Pollyanna DIY hooked him up on a sweet little enamel pin. It is the uh, late period NWA. Almost looks like the AWA if we're really being honest here, but it was the NWA logo and you can let everybody know that you like it old school and use promo code worldwide to get 10% 10% off your order. Anything you get off thrift store, jobber, Instagram, Etsy, eBay, etc. And let us not forget Big Cartel Worldwide. So right. we go from shows that weren't on tape to shows that were mostly, mostly on, on tape. tape. <laughs> and, and this is fun because I assume since we had Gary the cameraman on, on a more recent episode and you switch over to Smart Mark Video, that this show must have taken place before smart mark was on board because no way smart mark makes the mistake of recording the entire show but not the main event oh uh this is the show from uh jocko's the world never ends or this is something like that and jocko never dies no, 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 no. This is like the the world is not enough. The world is not enough. Yeah, uh, James Bond phase apparently. Sure, <laughs> that was a Biggins was big on the James Bond. Yeah, flex. I was gonna say that's a Biggins. Got to be a Biggins thing. Um, this takes place like ten minutes from uh, my parents' house in Broadview Heights, Jacko's Sports Bar. It's at a bar. Drew Cordero and I actually set this up. This is another bot show. Uh, I guess this is probably why we never get any bot shows, because they always fucking go bad. You get those birthday parties these days. Those birthday parties are great, but uh, <laughs> this is another bot show that myself in uh, Denver, Colorado, the man, not the place, we set up. And uh, it's in a bar in Broadview Heights. And, you know, uh, it's it's a pretty stacked card. Uh, you know, this is before um, Callisto owed us 40 bucks. Callisto's on the card. Uh, Corey Graves is there. Colin Delaney. You know, all kinds of... All kinds of guys are there. And then the main event, uh, I don't even know how we stumble upon this main event. Somebody, I think, cancels. Uh, and the main event is Johnny Gargano versus Trick Davis. Uh, this is pretty much the show, like, uh, coming up on the straw that breaks the camel's back on getting to Smart Mark Video. Okay. Uh, we go through a few trials and tribulations until we land on Smart Mark Video officially. But uh, this is the show where uh, one of our business partners at the time just decides that. He's just gonna. This is this is it, pretty much for him. Uh, he was in charge of all this stuff. Would this be one of the fucking goofs? Uh, yeah, you could call him a goof, but this isn't. Okay. This isn't the. Go- <laughs> this isn't the set of goofs that uh, Chandler Biggins would refer to. This is a whole okay. other, whole other thing. All right. Uh, he decides uh, that he's not gonna. Uh, you know, he's just mad or whatever that he's not like a featured star. Yeah, I don't remember what the deal was. About the show is I don't know if it was late I don't know what why he was so upset. It's about AW's worst moments. Duke just puts his hand on his pants while we're recording. Jesus, and he's got a boner to handle. His boner, take an itch. Sorry, man. <laughs> um, because uh, I remember him being upset because we wrestled. We, he and I tagged on that show. Dalton Castle was on the show. Yeah, and he wow. was right. he was pissed off. He was pissed off during our match. He was pissed off leading up to it and after it. And he uh, he was just I don't know if he just said. If he just made a mistake and didn't have the battery charged for the main event, or if he literally just fucked it. Did it on purpose? I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, so the batteries of the camera died literally as the main event is entering the ring. Do you know this during, or you don't find out until after the show? I know it during, but there's nothing we could do. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, you still got to have the match. Like, we can't, like, they died literally when... Uh, you know, they're entering the ring and we can't say, hold on. We yeah. have to wait a half hour to charge the batteries. And cell phones aren't. Well, oh, this is are. like the, this is like the razor phone era. Yeah. You know, like I don't even think, I don't even know iPhone one, maybe, you know, like, yeah. uh, I mean, and, uh, it just turns into, uh, a very stressful day. This, I believe this leads to, uh, him exiting the company after this. Okay. Um, 
but uh, through his choice, <laughs> his yeah, cho- his, oh, his, all right. I think it was like he was. I, I, my theory is he did all this on purpose. Yeah, uh, for whatever reason, uh, I think he was a little mad that he wasn't a, a featured star, even though he was one of the owners. Yeah, uh, I think he wanted to be like the champion or something. I don't know. Okay. But anyway, he leaves, and uh, we're left without a main event. Uh, I believe this is the night where we just we're all kind of mad, but we have nothing to do, so we walked across the street to a bar, and the Duke serenaded Corey Graves <laughs> with, with "Let's Get It On." I don't think I, I don't think I serenaded Corey Graves with it, but I do remember it was it was a big hit with the Olsen twins. I know that. And much. then we went to my parents' house, and uh, we broke into their pool when they were sleeping. And I uh, threw a party in their backyard without them. And at some future date, I don't remember what show it was, we actually had the match again. Yeah, we had to retape the match. So we could tape it for that DVD. So, so you end up doing the match again, you retape it to put it it's on like a, that yeah, DVD? Yeah, we, add it to the to that DVD. You, does it come up? As it's like, a whole different venue. Oh, it's a whole different venue. Yeah, like no, a dark match? Completely different. No, it's yeah. just we just... Edited it on that DVD like it was the same show. Wrestling fans, they don't, you know, they probably didn't notice. So we we tape it. This we move to a new venue, right? uh, And then we open the show with this match, with that match, Johnny Gargano versus Trick Davis, and then we take that match and we just put it on the completion of the show before. (laughs) Yep. And uh, if you buy that DVD, that's that's why uh, you're watching the show, and then all of a sudden it's a completely different venue. All right, fair enough. You got to make it work, man. I mean, AIW, I cannot believe, has survived. God bless Smart Mark video. It's been some, some down some downtime at AIW. It's been a lot of downtime, like the whole first decade. Well, that was my favorite time. Yeah, that's that was every, that's all my fucking real-life friends' favorite time. Uh, mainly because we up until recently, we would do all-you-can-drink beer for $10. So I was going to say That's, that we that you stopped that a long time. We didn't do that at Turner's, and we didn't, we don't do but that up at until I mean, yeah, up until Turner Park, up until Turner's. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I was just going to say that's the first ten years. I you're think you're fortunate through all these issues yeah. that the fans, <sighs> at least first six or seven. Because when did we start going to Turner's? 2012. I don't know. Yeah, 11, maybe. I, was say, I know that we did all you can drink beer through the West Park Party Center era. Yeah. And I did we do it in Lakewood, did we? And then we did it in Lakewood too. Was it? Okay. Yeah. So I was gonna say you're you're fortunate the fans didn't really ever turn against you, but turn that's against not something. True. Uh what about this fan riot and did it Which one? To coincide with There was a couple fan riots. Did these all coincide with all you can drink beer? Uh only the only two of them. We have covered the nightmare. That was not Christmas. all you can drink beer. We've we've covered that before. That had its own episode. That was pictures of beer, which is why hey, pictures of beer. That was pictures of beer. I will Pit- forever have Chandler's uh, that's pictures voice of Christmas in my era. head talking about some guy doing a pee pee dance. Oh yeah, that was the former owner. Yeah, hilarious. Uh, uh, but all you can drink beer is um, this is uh, I'm this uh, the riot that I think that you're referring to is when I was going to wrestle Haley Hatred and Norro's Barbed Wire. It's also doubles as my birthday party because it's the day of or before, right around my birthday. Okay. So I promote this as my birthday party. Yeah. And $10 all you can drink beer, you know what I mean, for everybody. We would just buy kegs. Yeah, that seems cheap. And, uh, you know, for the duration of the show, you would buy a all you can drink wristband. And then uh, before bartender Nick Sanka, there was bartender Nicholson. And, uh, I think there's. That was easy though. You just filling up cups. Yeah, I yeah. think it was Nicholson during that whole era. Yeah, I kind of started there with him eventually. Did, did your apprenticeship? Yeah, my training. <laughs> but before Learn, then, learned the ways of the I was partaking in all you can drink beer. Yeah, and I don't know if people were all of age or not at this point, but uh, nobody was checking, you know. Yeah, and uh, I don't know what happens, but right before my barbed wire match, I'm standing in the ring awaiting like i'm pretty scared at this point you know and uh i look out and i see all of my friends fist fighting the crowd <laughs> nick Seika it right in the mix of it yeah back before i was bartending per se we would just come to the show kind of like wes barkley who was here a little bit ago as non-wrestling fans who just thorn to- thorn nation yeah mm. meanest nation yeah yeah <laughs> We would just come to the show to watch Thorn 
uh, fight and death matches, and we would get drunk and think we were invincible and try to start fights. And there would be all kinds of gir- of same, kind of the same exact thing as the Barkley Nation. All kinds of hot girls, all kinds of like just young people that didn't knew nothing about wrestling. Uh, this is why I'm so relatable to the West Barkley situation. Yeah, because I it, I was West Barkley to an extent at at one point. We'll get to that we'll be, get, we'll because that uh, you know I, I've I experienced this, but this is why I'm trying to do these like PSAs to like the fans and stuff because I quickly I know how this could quickly turn out to real life people that don't know the the etiquette of wrestling fans. Yeah, but in retrospect, our fan are your friends, your meanies nation. We were a little more. Off the off the rails. Maybe. Yeah, a little more probably. It's a common theme do on you, this podcast. Uh, do you ever like uh, remember anybody that you punched? I do. <laughs> uh, actually, uh, is he still the owner? Yeah, uh, president, president, president Matt Wadsworth caught out caught a right from me that <laughs> night in my drunken stupor. A lot of my own friends actually got punched in the face. Was as he well. trying to break it up or was he fighting? Well, yeah, a bunch of people actually. Uh, Corey Graves, SJK, he yeah. came up to me, tried to hold me back. Uh, like, I don't remember that picture that you posted. Duke was there. Yeah. He was trying to hold us back. There's photo proof of that. Yeah. He was the first man on the fucking yeah. scene. And then I, if, I'm a peacemaker. If you what I do. Biggins is in the thick of it. Uh, and also at this point, our friend our friend John, known in the AW old school world as Cock Lesnards, oh, yes. is uh, running up to the barbed wire grabbing it with both of his hands, stabbing himself, and Ultimate Warrior shaking it, going, let's see some fucking blood! And then wiping the blood on himself, and then going into the thick of the fight and fighting people with his shirt off. Shirt off, made himself bleed, war paints himself up, and just dives right back into the fucking... makes some hangout appearances at Hooli House from time to time. Yeah, oh, boy. Yeah, Worldwide gave him some, yeah, some extracurriculars. Ones. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's all he needs. Uh, he needs a push. That's, that's does, what your, he's missing. does your match ever happen with Haley? Yeah, so Haley Hatred like, tries to defuse it. If you watch the match, I don't know if it's cut, if it's edited or not, but Haley Hatred like, gets on the mic and she's like, uh, just like pretty much everyone feels about Wes Barkley backstage. Yeah. Uh, she goes, oh, I'm glad to see all John Thorne's drunk friends showed up tonight. And like, <laughs> you know, uh, that just fucking riles everybody up even more. And then there's a picture I posted on the AW Instagram a couple weeks ago. It is this guy that was used to dress like a cowboy. And uh, our friend Jeremy is like, got him in a headlock. And then like, this is moments before everything explodes. So, we have we've talked about the nightmare before Christmas, which correct me if I'm wrong. That's uh, fans start throwing chairs in the ring. That's uh, Nick Sanka's brother, as we've talked about. Yeah, yeah. it uh, always comes back to us. You had this riot, but was there is there another one? Uh, Am I missing one? There was one that was uh, AIW fans start throwing chairs, like the ECW thing, and uh, another chair throwing incident. But like they fill the ring. They knocked out. Uh, they hit a guy right in the brainstem. I know we talked yeah. about this, uh, like yeah, when Biggins was around. Okay, TJ Dynamite. This. They, yeah. hit, they hit a guy TJ right. Dynamite. Hit a guy right in the brainstem, and he has a seizure right in the ring. Uh, so yeah, that was bad. That's a low moment. Yeah. yeah. One of one of one of the original young studs. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. TJ Dynamite and uh, Eric Ryan were in that match. The original young studs. Did did you uh, wrestle again after that, or he's like I'm done? Uh, he come, I don't he, know if you wrestled for you guys. I mean, he still wrestles. He floats I, in and out of the biz. Okay, one of those. Well, one of our uh, fun things we do now we do all these like birthday parties. We've done a bachelor party. Uh, we do warp tour, but also people might remember Seven Hills home days. I don't think anybody remembers that. No, I do. Do they still have those? Nick Sanka does, of course. <laughs> there was a second. We, I think at one point on this podcast, we did talk about the first ever Seven Hills Home Days, but it's the second Home Days. Also, not, never released on video. It's because I don't think there was actually a show. I mean, there might yeah, this is There was a couple of happened? matches. Lewis Linden and Flip Kendrick debuted at this. Was it? And uh, some stuff happens. Uh, the only things that I remember from this day are it was outside where the year before we were in like we were in a gym. Okay. This year they like put us outside in like the carnival area. Ah. Uh, I remember one of the carnies telling me that he was the Undertaker and Kane's third brother. 
I do remember that as well. Yes. Uh, he was five foot two, so I guess, you know, I guess the height skipped over him. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he continued to tell everyone that wanted to listen that he was the third brother of The Undertaker and Kane. And, uh, you know, this is just the, where he landed in life. I don't think he had a name. Yeah, he didn't have, like, no. he didn't give us, like, what his birth name yeah. was. Mm. He like was Brimstone or something. Yeah, he was just the third. Fiery. Yeah. He was just the third brother. All right. Um, Jim. I, I know I wrestled, I wrestled on this. Uh, I remember that. Did you get your match in? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah I wrestled, I wrestled, uh, I wrestled uh, the Cutthroat Crew. I think it may be me and Ricky. Okay. I don't I don't remember if I did or not. I just know after about the third match in, the skies opened. And, and it starts it, raining. It just it rained. And we had no cover. They didn't put us under like a uh pavilion. Pavilion or anything. And I don't know what uh what transpires from here. Um I know that there was like a girl involved uh that was like the other AIW owner at the time had like a thing for and then like me and her were like had a thing going on <laughs> and uh he like caught wind of it. I don't know what happened. I don't think here. about that. All I know is f- show wise. No, but no, I end up I end up quitting this day. I quit oh, AIW okay. this day. Okay. Because I like something about this girl happens, there's an argument, uh and then I get then I get extra mad because the rain happens and then uh this is right after we purchased our the AW ring it's getting rained on and people were like fucking around i don't i don't remember what i remember happened. ec3 ran out and him and if i had to pick i would guess roby but i'm not sure had like a five minute match in in a driving rainstorm just for shits and giggles out there because right. we're, we're all just we're all just standing under pavilion Wondering why the ring isn't under there, number one. And number two, we're like, well, this, <laughs> this isn't going to stop. So what the fuck do we do? Next thing you turn around, and Hutter's out there doing rock bottoms in the in the middle of a rainstorm. Do you remember anything from the show? No, I, I just remember that I was only at the indoor show. So. Oh, yeah, this is a different one. This is the second year. Uh, but this is like, uh, this show is the beginning of like uh, the dissension amongst uh, the AIW management. Okay. Uh and, and like like I said, it had something to do with some girl that was there. I can't really remember. And there's some sort of argument. And then uh, also like the fucking around and the ring getting fucked up and something else happened. I, I think I believe we touched a little bit on that topic of that girl. If you go back and listen to the history of AIW, oh, I'm episodes. sure it's a different girl. There's all sorts of girls back then, dude. <laughs> there's that. All right. Uh, did you, when did you come back to AIW after your quit? Yeah, how long was your hiatus? <laughs> I don't 10 I, minutes? 20 minutes? I, I don't think it was that long. <laughs> a couple shows? Somebody no. bought you a beer? No, it wasn't a couple shows. Uh, the only other time that I, I quit AIW was... Uh, man, it was at like Gauntlet for the Gold 2, two no, I think. No, no. You know, when you, you quit um, the night of the 50th show. No, no. that I Yeah, no. Then too, huh? I didn't quit that. Yeah, you did. You were you, you you didn't want to do the because. I guess we'll just jump into it right now. Because um, <laughs> I know we talked about this, but we'll get into you, it again. We the the people at Peabody's. There wasn't enough people at the show or something, and they were trying to hold you guys up for the money, like to pay us and and do whatever else. So what happened was is uh, former mysterious owner. Uh, Michael Todd will refer to him as, or Michael Kreese. Uh, <laughs> right. He sets this show up at Peabody's because he had some sort of relationship with them after we had already left Peabody's year, like a year or two earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the 50th show. He sets us up to come back. Uh, he also offers to pay a name for himself to wrestle, which is Shane Douglas. Uh, something happens that day, and he calls me, and uh, he's... He shows up at my house, and he gives me uh, two hundred bucks, and he says he's not going to be there, and something came up, and uh, that's it, you know. And like Shane Douglas was more than two hundred bucks, so then we get there, and it turns out that the deal that he had explained to us was not the deal, and like they were hitting hitting us with all these hidden fees, and uh, they gave us like sixty three bucks. Yeah, out of the whole <laughs> gate, it was like they opens he opens up the cash box, and there's like. 
sixty dollars and he's like, Well, here you go. This is why we won't run like quote unquote real venues. Gotcha. Uh, because of there's always hidden fees and there's always people dipping into the money and stuff yeah. like that. And the fi- the it's fifty a show, so it's a big deal. And the main event is Thorn, myself, and Fat Nick against the Latin Crime Syndicate in a fans bring the weapons match. Oh god! And so we're like, you know, everybody brought a bunch of shit, and we're like, all right, what are we doing? What are we doing? And he's like. I'm not doing it. Fuck off. I'm not. I'm not going out there. Fuck these guys. Fuck. Fuck I was this. Pissed because it was like light tubes, and, and we're shit. like, fucker. Yeah, I, we're all pissed, but we still have to. You can't have five people go out there. You need six. Well, you know. And so we're like, should we ask somebody else? Or we, you know, because this show almost put AIW totally out of business. Okay. Because uh, you know we had people to fly in. Like I said, we had Shane Douglas there. Drake yeah. Younger was there. Uh, I think Corey Graves. I think he wrestles Corey Graves on that show. Drake Younger does. Uh, I think so too. Also, my birthday. Uh, all kinds of other drama going on with, like, you know, Chris Dickinson is there, um, and uh, it's just like we have sixty three dollars to split amongst all of these people, and like, like I said, not a not a lot of not a lot going on in the bank in the personal. I didn't even have a bank account at that time. Uh, all cash on the ceiling. Yeah, was, all cash. Nothing for the Duke to look over at that point. All no, cash. There was, there was no. Uh, there was no portfolio. <laughs> no portfolio at that time. Uh, so yeah, that almost spoiler. Storm. Spoiler alert. There still isn't. Duke was five fingers. Or five figures. Duke at the time. Yeah. yeah. Not yeah. six figures. I was yet. not. I was not six figures back then. I was only f- five. So yeah, that turns into a whole thing, and then I actually decided to do the match, and then we just uh, attempt to destroy the whole place. <laughs> Did you like? Yeah, that was. That's down. what happened. It was like. It was we we all started in, in the ring and we kind of fought around uh, ringside. It's really tight in there, so it's kind of hard to do. But we did our best. Had some ladders and some light tubes and shit. And then him and was it Lewis? Lewis Diamante. Yeah, they disappear and they went on a mission to like break everything they possibly could in the bar. Amps. Yeah, amps and like stuff like that. Uh, so yeah, that turns out to be a bad day. Uh, Adam, literally almost goes under. Luckily. Some people took some IOUs that day. So, I think I know we've talked about that on the podcast yeah, before. I think but. we wind this episode down. There's more to cover. This is going to have to go into two parts. Uh, there's just apparently so many terrible moments in AIW history. Oh, but brother, we're not even scratching the surface. <laughs> no, <laughs> so, yeah, 15 years of stuff. We're going to get into 14. more of that in the next episode. But I want to end. Well, not up. the next one, but we'll come back to this topic. Sure, we'll come back. But I would. But I want to. Uh, end this episode on this thought because it sounds like in the early early days AIW could have benefited from some good publicity. Dare I say, somebody from the radio helping you out and being in your corner. And Chandler Biggins, big fan of a certain Cleveland radio show, really rolled out the red carpet for one radio personality. Oh, this was. I mean, this isn't like the lowest of lows, but this is pretty low. Uh, as far as <laughs> it, it, it was, it was. It's low because it just there was like zero payoff, and it just blew up in our face or their face, whatever. It was just, it was just fucking terrible. It was. Uh, so, Biggins loves this local radio. Is like a shock jock guy. Uh, yeah, Rover's Morning Glory, and he's he's actually he's syndicated, syndicated in some yeah, awful. yeah, yeah. It's awful. But uh, he has this, like, you know, he kind of has this, like, whack pack sort of thing, like Howard Stern. Right. And this guy shows up, and uh, Biggins, like, marks the fuck out. Like, the guy just shows up to buy a ticket. One of the guys, not Rover, but one of the guys from the Jeff, right? Isn't yeah. It? Yeah, from the show. And he's, like, he's, like, like kind of like the whack pack kind of guy. Yeah. Like, the punchline. And guy. he's not all there. Yeah. And Biggins, so, I mean, of course. Rolls out the red carpet, lets him in for free, because Biggins is a gigantic fan of this. He's such a big fan of this radio show. He would like go to like when they had personal appearances throughout the town and stuff, and like make Eric Ryan go with them or like beg other people to go with them to like go get calendars and stuff. <laughs> or talk about them all. Talk about like that day if we were doing something, whatever he talked about. It's just like so. Um, Anyway, this guy comes and Biggins is like, let's make him a ring announcer. We're going to get all kinds of good publicity in the city. Uh, so uh, Biggins sets up this thing. He has like Veda Scott, like fucking uh, valet this guy to the ring. He's got like a turtleneck on. Uh, Bedazzled jeans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was here for that. I was there for that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, 
Worldwide was there as he yells in the yes. background. He was there. And uh, he comes out to ring announce a tag match. And I, I just remember the Batiri were in it. And it might have been like the AW Tag Team title match or something. And uh, he calls them the battery uh, and like just botches everything. And like it's awful. And you couldn't, you couldn't hear what he was saying because he's eating the microphone. He was trying to do like shtick when he went out there yeah. and was just shitting all over himself. You know, he got shat on hard. He's like yeah. a wannabe local wrestler, too, right? Yeah, he's like a backyard wrestler. Yeah. Apparently, he might have just worked in Belinda's. That doesn't surprise me. We're at all. recording a podcast here, brother. <laughs> it's just conversation to him. <laughs> what are you doing with those microphones, fellas? <laughs> and uh, so, anyway, uh, Biggins was like, "We got to get this on YouTube, man. We got to get this on YouTube. This is going to be huge, like, because this guy's like popular on this radio show or whatever." Yeah. So, like, I get the I get the fucking footage and I get it on YouTube right away, and like, uh, you know, Jeffrey like shows it to them on the radio on monday morning you know and they just proceed to just fucking rip aiw to shreds for 15 minutes on the radio uh like just the the meanest fucking like the worst publicity you could possibly ask for like don't ever go like basically telling everyone to never ever go to our show uh, for allowing Jeffrey, their guy, to ring announce and mess everything up. And it just shows how... Well, I don't even think they knew that. I think it was just a passing knowledge of they didn't see... No, any, they any, they played it on the air. No, I'm saying, but I don't think they saw anything they knew. So just to shit on him... Oh, they, they, they we got it the, we got shit it the on worst. us. We got yeah. it the worst. And, uh, yeah, you know, that was, uh, that was a tense couple weeks between me and Biggins. <laughs> One of Benny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we end this particular episode on this note. Uh, you guys are going to have to come back eventually. We'll record another episode. With... Next time Nick's bartender Nick Sanka gets out of the house. Yeah, we'll talk about... I'll try. Believe it or not, there are worse things that happened in AIW's history. We'll talk about those some other time. And uh, that's going to do it here for bartender Nick Sanka, for the Duke, for John Thorne. My name's Steve Guy. We'll talk to you next week, everybody.